this week on Inside Motorsport, we hear from Motorsport Australia's General Manager for Motorsport and Operations, Michael Smith. I hope you'll stay with us. Michael Smith is the General Manager of Operations and Motorsport at Motorsport Australia, and he joins us now on Inside Motorsport. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. It's been an interesting time, particularly for Motorsport Australia, based down in Victoria, and as we've seen different areas of the country returning to events under COVID procedures, obviously now with the entire country able to go racing, it's going to allow for a lot of events to be programmed here in the back of the year. Yeah, you're right. I think um, Victorians more than most in Australia have suffered uh, throughout this pandemic. And thankfully now we're, we're, or we appear to be seeing the tail end of um, what's been a, a pretty torrid time. And restrictions of ease such that we're now in a position to start running motorsport events, particularly in Victoria, and I, I suspect we're going to see a flurry of events to finish the year. One of which is a return to Sandown, which is going to be an, a very exciting event and one that particularly the Victorians can all get behind. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and for us, it's, it's really just about um, giving all of our competitors and officials and fans an opportunity to come and... Uh, I guess blow the cobwebs off and 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 finish off the year on what has been a pretty difficult year. Um, we're doing it really for no other reason than to give everyone an opportunity to come out and have some fun. And we're genuinely excited about it. I mean, um, you know, we're obviously Victorian based. I like a lot of people have been locked in my house for a long time, and I have to say I'm looking forward to it. And I dare say a lot of our competitors and officials and fans are too. What have you learnt about? the return to racing in states like Western Australia, New South Wales and Queensland, and how you're going to be able to ramp things up quickly down there in Victoria? Yeah, look, it's, it's been a very interesting process. I mean, we we launched our return to race strategy in, in May, and since then we've been running a lot of events. And, and in fact, WA was the first state to get going again. Uh, there's been a lot of learnings throughout this process, different states and territories are doing different things and in different ways. And in itself, that's been quite a challenge for us to to uh, to keep up with that. Of course, we've seen the terrific job that Supercars did to deliver what was ultimately a pretty spectacular championship in the end. Um, so we've learned a lot. And, uh, you know, and I've said this before at other opportunities, but there'll be learnings that we've, through necessity, had to implement uh, because of our return to race strategy and the COVID-19 restrictions that we reckon will remain uh, after the pandemic is long gone. And running a race meeting in a more efficient way is certainly one of those benefits I reckon we'll see. It is regularly an occurrence, particularly on the eastern states, that officials will cross borders to allow bigger events go together. With having a, a large supporter base of officials and 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 crew not able to make uh, the travelling to South Australia, Queensland and New South Wales, how did that elevate 
officials in each of those states and did it really uh, cause a bit of a strain? It did. I mean, certainly early on, we, we were particularly concerned about it. I mean, not only do we have a situation where people are largely confined to the state in which they live, um, so that in itself was a restriction, but there was also the obvious concern around um, some officials and health risk or the, 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 the perceived health risks uh, that they might be exposed to if they come and officiate. I think it was a little bit of a concern for us early on, but as the season went on, um, I think everyone started to develop a bit of confidence in the systems that we had in place. And I reckon it says a lot about how robust our return to race strategies and our processes were. That it's a, you know we, we we have not had one reported case of a competitor or an official testing positive for COVID nineteen, and we've run. I would dare say around 1,200 events since this all run, uh, this this pandemic started. So you know, I, I'm not sure that's all luck. I think we've got pretty robust systems in place, and people are now starting to get a little bit more confidence in um, the way those events can be run. But also, you know, the restrictions and the government regulations that are being put in place are now uh, much more rigorous than they were perhaps in March when all this started to emerge. So. Um, it does continue to be a little bit of a concern for us, obviously, but but in the context of our upcoming event at Sandown, we've been overwhelmed with officials, and I think as I sit here now, we've had over 200 to 250 applications to be an official at that event alone, and I think that's just a sign of people now wanting to get out of their house and get going again. You're working in partnership with the MG Car Club of Victoria, and I take it that the date you're running on was a date that uh, the MG Car Club had already set aside for Sandown. No, we we uh, we had that date, and I can't remember when, but we we had held those dates with the Melbourne Racing Club for some time, and the MG Car Club was scheduled to run a race meeting at the beginning of November. In fact, I think it would have been the weekend just gone. And it was pretty clear that they weren't going to be able to do that. And so in discussions, we invited them along to our date. We, we've always had the objective of wanting to run a race meeting for everyone. It's, it's certainly happening under the Shannon's banner and, of course, with their terrific support. But the whole objective of the race meeting is to, to cater for everyone from the top of the, the category tree and Porsche Carrera Cup, but also... We're going to have some grassroots stuff. There'll be some super sprint regularity activity. And it's really just to run a race meeting for everyone and to get out and have some fun. And a way of blowing off the cobwebs ahead of next year's six rounds Shannon's National Series. Yeah, we'll kick off in, in February down at Phillip Island. And we've got some announcements to come about that, which we're pretty excited about. Uh, but it all comes around pretty quickly, and, and we're very excited about our calendar next year. I mean, obviously, uh, S5000 and TCR will join uh, our, our series, but the you know the usual content of, of Carrera Cup, uh, sorry, GT3 Sprint Challenge, and uh, some of our other core categories as well. And, and we're really excited about the coming year with the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Championships and a 2021 kickoff for the Australian drivers. 
Championship, the Gold Star, with Tasmania, Phillip Island, one date in March, and then Sydney Motorsport Park in May. That's a, a quick-fire championship for S5000, who uh, I know had such a big year in 2019 getting that series off the ground. Yeah, I mean, we, we've really only uh, been able to whet the appetite, haven't we, with S5000? I mean, we went, we ran that spectacular round at Sandown um, last year. We, we saw a little bit of a glimpse of them at, at Tail and Bend and also at the Australian Grand Prix, which, which ultimately was cancelled. And I think everyone was really, really excited about it becoming the Australian Drivers' Championship in 2020. Of course, that hasn't been able to occur Next year, though, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm privy to some of the ideas that they've got and some of the drivers that uh, are likely to join the championship. And, and we are really excited about this championship. I mean, um, I know Formula 5000 racing and the Gold Star has a really strong history. A lot of the purists will remember the grand old days of the Gold Star and it being at their 5000. And, and we're really confident that the uh, S5000 com- uh, category will do the gold star justice and um, we're really thrilled to have them as part of the Shannons. Mm. Another great announcement this week was confirming the ARC for 2021. Obviously it had hoped to get a four round series in 2020, which ultimately wasn't able to be, uh, uh, be uh, taken off, but 2021 is looking like it will be a, a great reboot for the ARC. Yeah, we're, we're, we're really thrilled with it, actually. I mean, we've got a, an ARC Cup coming up at, in Canberra at the end of this month, and, and the entries for that is looking really strong. But next, looking to next year, uh, we're pretty excited about it. I mean, our round in Canberra, which, which was due to happen this year, had the strongest field of entries that we've experienced in the ARC for probably 10 years. And... We're pretty confident that the ARC is going to have a real injection of strength and numbers next year. The calendar looks good. I mean, we were hoping, obviously, to be able to finish with a round of the World Rally Championship, but with the uncertainty around COVID-19, unfortunately, we aren't able to deliver that in 2021. But nevertheless, we've got a really strong championship and some strong events next year. And you mentioned uh, Formula One. Great to know that Melbourne will be kicking off the Formula One Championship for 2021. Oh, yeah, I I think that's just excellent news. And, you know, there's been a lot of work that the Grand Prix Corporation have put in. We've we've obviously supported them in that, in in getting all of the necessary approvals. And I think, um, you know, I, I just think that the motorsport industry needs it, really. I mean, it's been a tough year. Everyone's been knocked around. And, and to have positive news like that come out through the week and the confidence in, uh, you know, Formula One coming to us and wanting to start their year again. I reckon it's just a huge injection of confidence into the industry at large uh, and probably a signal that next year we're going to hopefully return to some normality in a motorsport sense. You mentioned that uh, some of the COVID implementation or some of the things implemented for COVID might stay. Has there been any major savings that have been able to be found by new ways of doing things, which will ultimately return to the competitor base, which Motorsport Australia is ultimately an organisation of clubs and members? Yeah, we're we're looking at that now. Uh, And in fact, a large portion of my day today was 
spent locked in a room looking at a lot of that stuff. I mean, first and foremost, we're we're trying to review all of our processes, whether that be interactions with Motorsport Australia in how you would renew your licence or enter an event, but also extending that to events and what we can perhaps do or not do, as the case may be, uh, to make the experience for our competitors and officials and fans uh, a little bit more efficient and user-friendly. There is no doubt that COVID-19 and, and the downtime that we've had as a consequence of not running events has given us an opportunity to review all of that. As I touched on earlier, I think um, you know there's been some positives that have come out of this and we've learned, geez, maybe you can do it this way or you don't need to do it a particular way. And I'm pretty certain that moving forward, um, our fans and competitors and officials will benefit from that review. In, in so far as costs, yeah, I mean, we'll do everything we possibly can to reduce costs. We know the industry has been hurt uh, in, in quite a large way uh, as a consequence of the pandemic, and, and we need to be sensitive to that. I think the industry in general is is having to make an adjustment and is making an adjustment as a consequence of that, and we'll certainly be doing our part to make sure that every opportunity we're looking to make motorsport more accessible more easy and more exciting for the general motorsport consumer. Has Motorsport Australia had time to sit down and say what impact on the economy no motorsport has had? It's still, look, it's probably still a bit too early to, to tell, to be honest. What we do know coming into this is that motorsport is a very large industry. I mean, it, 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 it employs the equivalent of 13,000 people in a full-time basis. It, it contributes around 6 to $7 billion annually to the Australian economy. So it is, whilst it's being a sport that we all love and are passionate about, it is also a business and it is also an industry. It, 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 there is no question that this year has been tough. I mean, events have not been run. Um, a lot of teams that would ordinarily be running uh, multiple cars at Shannon's Nationals events, for instance, haven't been able to run. Uh, employees have had to be unfortunately stood down. Sponsors have had to unfortunately pull their support, just given the, the nature of the economy at the moment. So there is no question that it's had a profound impact on our sport and, and the industry more generally. We'll get through it. Um, and I think, you know, it's probably not said enough, but but what supercars did this year, I reckon, is nothing short of uh, outstanding. I mean, they were almost the first major sport to get going again and did it really without any hiccups at all. And I know they did it very tough. I mean, the Victorian teams, for example, had to basically relocate at 48 hours' notice and did so for at least three months. But they did it in such style. I mean, the racing was fantastic uh, and, and really... I think that is testament to the strength of the industry and, and it just showed everyone that despite everything that's happening, we'll get through it and we'll be racing again as soon as we can. And, of course, the Shannon's Motorsport Australia Festival at Sandown International Raceway, the 12th and 13th of December, is a, a great way to uh, come out and see some top-level motorsport, well, all levels of motorsport, as you said, right uh, across 
one of the great race circuits in the country. Absolutely. Tickets are available online at uh, motorsportaustraliachampionship.com.au. Yes, they will. Well, actually, I should I should just clarify that we're we're still working through that with the Victorian government just to make sure that we can have spectators. We're turning over every rock to make sure that we can, um, but we'll be making an announcement as soon as we can so that people that want to get out there and have a look can. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, Michael, and uh, we look forward to seeing how Motorsport Australia is able to uh, facilitate events and clubs across the country to uh, rebound after what has been a, a tough year. Thanks for having us. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.